Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? Ready. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Action Network podcast presented by FanDuel. I am your host, Chris Raybon. And today we have our early NFL player props for Super Bowl 57. Uh, here to join me to, to give some props out. One of the top fantasy rankers, projection uh, masters in the industry, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? I, I'm super excited. We're finally locking in some bets for the Super Bowl. Uh, still over a week out, but uh, you know we found a couple that we lock, we want to lock in. I think by the end of it, I'm going to have about a dozen bets. So today, you know, just kick off with a few. Yeah, yeah, we'll get you know these. It's unfortunate. The one thing I will say is that we're probably not going to get a ton of Chiefs pass catcher lines <laughs> yeah. because I think they they estimated that Tony Juju and Nicole Hardman would have missed practice uh, Wednesday. Uh, we're recording this early Thursday. So. Well, we got some clarity that. It uh, looks like Hardman's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we I mean, did get clarity on that, and then we just kind of have to wait on Juju and Tony. But, yeah, like you said, we're, we're probably not going to get wide receiver props until we see, uh, you know, some more clarity around the situation. Yeah, I can't wait to bet Marcus Kemp anytime touchdown. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, Plus 800. Yeah, right, uh, right, yeah. Terrible value, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but we got some props. Uh, there are yes. There are a bunch of lines out. Uh, so we will we'll do three each for this one. Uh, and uh, just uh, want to mention that we'll have a, our full proper yep. booze episode uh, coming out next week. So look out for that. We'll also have uh, Stucky and I will do our Super Bowl breakdown. Uh, that'll be out Monday. Uh, so early next week uh, for that as well. And then the props episode uh, will follow. So let's jump right in to it. Uh, I'll let you lead off. Give me your first prop for SB57. Yeah, so the first prop has to be the uh, Miles Sanders one I love. It's Miles Sanders to lead the game in rushing yards at plus 175. Um, so I have all my Super Bowl sims, so I was able to sim this out pretty easily. Um, and I got Sanders fair odds closer to plus 150. Um, so there's some slight value here, but I just think there's a ton of upside uh, because his usage all season has been capped due to the Eagles being involved in so many blowouts. You know, we talked about this earlier on the flex. So um, I, I think potentially having a closer game only raises his ceiling. So his rush attempt share among Eagles running backs was 79% this season when the Eagle, Eagles were either trailing or winning by fewer than seven points. And it dropped to 61% when the Eagles were up by seven or more. And obviously it drops way more, um, you know, in the fourth quarter when they're up 20 plus points. Uh, he rarely saw any action. So a game, like I said, that should be pretty close. 
he's going to see maximum usage. So that raises his ceiling. And that's what we're looking for in this market. Um, and then on, you know, his main competition is his own teammate, Jalen Hurts. Um, and he's outrushed Hurts in three straight games. I, I think that obviously has to do with Hurts being a little bit cautious with his left shoulder injury. So, um, you know, that there'll be less of an issue here. But either way, on the season, Sanders has outrushed Hurts in 13 of 17 games where they're both active. So that's a 76% rate. Um, and in my simulator, I'm only giving him around a 62, 63% chance uh, of outrushing Hurts. So I'm being a little conservative there. And I'm still showing uh, some value here on Sanders. And then on the Chiefs side, his main competition is obviously uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, but, you know, unlike Sanders, a potential close or even trailing game script uh, neg negatively impacts Pacheco's uh, ceiling because it's likely going to be, uh, you know, more carries for uh, Jerk McKinnon. Potentially, you know, we have Clyde Ed Edwards-Hilaire active. That's only going to eat into, you know, McKinnon and Pacheco's usage. So I think on the Chiefs side, everyone's ceiling is kind of lowered um, with the closer game. You know, the, the Chiefs had the second highest pass rate on early downs in neutral situations. So, you know, they're going to be a, have a more pass-heavy game plan than usual. So that that just hurts the chances of the, the highest scoring rusher uh, or the most rushing yards to come from the Kansas City side. So that's why all of these factors just – it's sort of a perfect storm for Sanders. So while I'm showing plus 50 as his fair price, I think his upside is even higher. So I would I would bet this all the way down. Uh, to plus 150 but love the value we're getting at plus 175 here uh just curious what do you have what do you how many uh carries are you projected standards for this year his median for the whole entire season is about 15 uh but as you mentioned you know some of the some of the games he's been kind of coming out so where, what do you project for his carries? I, yeah i'm right around 13 and a half which is the market right now um because there is some risk you know it could be a trailing game script where the eagles have to pass more so there there's that aspect going against them. Um, but this could end up being the sweet spot, you know, a close game um, where the, the Eagles can still lean on the run. You know, obviously they're a run heavy team, uh, but maximum usage for Miles Sanders. So that's, that's what I would consider the sweet spot is just a close game, which I'm expecting here. Um, so like I said, you know, a trailing game script would obviously hurt him in this department that would help out Pacheco, obviously. Um, plus, you know, the Eagles run defense that that's their weakness. So the, the chiefs could attack that by, you know, running Pacheco a little bit more, but, um, for Sanders, I have his rush attempts around 13 and a half. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm not projecting him anything outrageous. Again, I'm in line with the market, but when it comes to this market specifically, I do think he has the clearest path anyway, to hitting his ceiling. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm right. I'm surprised those odds are, uh, are that long, actually. I, I would think Miles yeah. would kind of be the obvious choice unless unless we're going to get like a full-on Pacheco Unleashed game that we got against the... Uh, Which could happen. <laughs> against the but we, I, we also saw... Game, so. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. We, we saw him unleash in the passing game, so they, they might use that as an extension of the run game. So that, again, that's one other factor that kind of goes against Pacheco here is he was seeing a lot more usage in the passing game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, I'll go with uh, my first one. Uh, I thought it was going to be on this guy's overs, but once again, we see uh, the market <laughs> kind of overrating him. Uh, Quez Watkins, I'm going under one and a half receptions uh, at minus 125. I, I think the the fair odds for this should be closer to about one minus 175. Uh, he's just mm -hmm. been a completely different player, as we've talked about, with and without Goddard. Now, 
I still think there could be some value on some of like the ceiling props for Watkins, like, you know, longest reception, anytime touchdown. But in terms of volume, uh, I still think he's a lot more likely than not to stay under two catches uh, with Dallas Goddard in the lineup. He has had one or fewer catches in nine of 14 uh, or 64 percent of his games. Uh, his median is half a catch. Uh, and his median is actually zero receiving yards in those games <laughs> yeah. as well. So averaging uh, averaging about 1.1 catch, but the median uh, is half a catch. And, you know, that's usually with receivers, because you have higher ceilings than, than floors, pretty much zero for everything. Uh, you're going to see the, the average be higher than the median. So I don't think the markets are quite taken into account uh, just how his role has changed. It's more high. It's more low percentage stuff we saw last week or two, you know, during the championship game, he had that one target and it was a deep ball uh, that uh, ended up being broken up by Traverius Ward. So, you know, we could see that again. I'm sure they probably want to get him a deep target, but uh, it's, it's not something that you really see in, in terms of volume with Quez. And then, uh, you know, there's also the fact that his routes have been going down two weeks ago or two games ago in the divisional round, just a 27% route participation. And it did bounce back to weed Pascal, who actually jumped him the game before, but he was still only 52% route participation uh, in the conference championship. And that's about 10% below his season average. And remember, this is not snaps. So this is not affected by the blowout because when you're passing, when you're, when you're in the blowout game, you're not passing. So that's why we like to look at uh, these route numbers and they have been down for Quez, which, you know, if, if that's the case, then he'd be even more likely uh, than the true odds I, I, I estimated before, because I'm going, I'm still going conservative, expecting him to mostly bounce back to around a season average. So, like the Quez under one and a half catches. Yeah, what odds are you getting that at? Uh, minus one twenty. It's anywhere between minus mm-hmm. one twenty five and one looks like one forty five right now. I'd bet it up to one, minus one seventy. Um, like I said, I think the yeah. true odds should be around one seventy five, one seventy eight actually. Um, so yeah, it's, it's one of those where I doubt, I don't know. We'll see. Sometimes the books move it, you know, and it gets up to there, but, um, yeah. I think the interesting thing about this, you know, the Super Bowl prop market is a lot bigger. I think, you know, there's a lot more money coming in. So I think it's less likely that, you know, like, let's say we give out a, po- a prop on a pod. I don't think it'll move quite as much as it, it, it tends to do a lot of other times. <laughs> oh, right. When we yeah. give these numbers out <laughs> or post them in the app. It's like immediately, I feel like they move like 20, 30 cents. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, but as of right now, yeah, it's still, it's still anywhere between 125 and 145, uh, across all of the, all, all, the, all the books. So, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a little bit more bullish on him than you, but I still, uh, show some value on the under here. I have him, um, staying below this around 59% of the time. So, you know, fair price would be like minus 150 based on my projection. And I was telling you, I was looking at, uh, his longest reception to go over, 10 and a half yards, but I backed off. It, it ended up being a little bit closer than I thought. But um, so there's let, like, let's work through this. There's about a 25% chance he has zero catches. Yeah, uh, but like we only need him to get less than two. Like, right, 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 yeah, yeah. one is so, fine too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's about a 35% chance he just gets one catch. Yeah. Uh, and then about 40% two or more. Bad for you, uh, but good for, you know, long. Uh, yeah, I have, it, but, I have it a little higher because, like, like so yeah. I'm what I'm factoring it, I'm, like for his season, uh, the games in which Goddard missed, he had a completely yeah. different role, but the games Goddard played, his target per route, 8.7%. So, yeah. uh, and his catch rate was down to 58%. So it was like a totally different, it's two different players. So I'm I'm actually not factoring in 
like pretty much because we have a big enough sample with the what is it 14 games yeah it's got her for like so there's only five without him so yeah that's probably why i'm just a little bit lower yeah uh, yeah but either way i mean <laughs> it's it, like if you watch eagles games you kind of know like <laughs> the, the odds of seeing two targets much less two catches. Yeah, but <laughs> it's pretty well. He's but- such a fascinating player to project. That's what I'm yeah. getting at. So the most likely outcome is one catch. I, That's I, what I'm getting at. I would say thirty-five percent. <laughs> well, I, I have. I mean, because yeah. I have him projected for like one catch. So like, it would probably be right. zero for me. But I guess I think well, you have him closer to like one point five, right? Yeah. Even if yeah. you're projecting him for one catch, the most likely outcome would be <laughs> one catch. But that's my point, right? It's I have thirty-five percent chance he's going to get one catch. Out of his 55 receptions this season, 31 of them went for 11 yards or more. So I'm saying if he gets one catch, there's a 56% chance he clears his longest reception of 10 and a half. So wasn't I'm just that, saying, wasn't that his actual prop? Like his no, his, prop so is- his actual prop is 13 and a half yards. Oh, and okay, I'm saying I saw a 10 and a half there's a point. there's a path there where he gets you know 11, 12. 13 yards on his first catch, which could be his only catch. And now you're spending the rest of the game rooting for, you need him to get another catch. That's a disaster. If you have the Quez Watkins over 13 and a half receiving yards. So I was saying, if you're going to bet is over, you might as well just take the over 10 and a half for his longest reception. That was the angle I was going for. Oh, because yeah, yeah. The chances of him getting, you know, 11, 12 or 13 yards is higher than the market is implying right now. Um, well, so yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna get he's gonna get like one catch for seventy three yards and a touchdown, <laughs> and everyone that's wins what I'm their that's, that's one of his paths, and I'm saying over ten and a half for his longest reception that hits. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was really threading the needle because I do like your under one and a half receptions. I don't think I can root for him to get two or more receptions, um, and then you don't want to take his over thirteen and a half receiving yards because there is a path where you are screwed, where he catches a pass for less than 13 and a half yards. And you're spending the rest of the Super Bowl sweating another Quez catch. If you just get one catch, that's a borderline miracle. Um, so we're on the same page here. I'm just saying to invest in his over, the best way to do it would be over his longest reception, 10 and a half yards, not his receiving prop. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, or just, you know, better. Or just MVP. not, that is over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, where are you going with your second? Uh, so we got a punter prop. Um, unfortunately, the Eagles uh, punting situation is a bit murky because the guy's uh, Spiros is coming back from the IR. And we don't know Sipos? who's Sipos. Spiros. Yeah, so, Spiro, you, Sipos. You're confusing Aaron Sipos. Aaron, That's with Aaron Spiro Didis, the, the announcer. For oh, Spiro. yeah. So so I, I halted all my Eagles punter research, as you can tell. So if it was Brett Kern, I was hammering the unders. But now Sipos might play. Either way, we have a punter prop I am locking in right now, and it's Tommy Townsend. His first punt to go over 46 and a half yards at minus 118. Um, so Townsend has been phenomenal this year, and he's cleared this on 39 of his 61 punts this season. So that's a 64% hit rate. Um, this game will be played at Cardinal Stadium, uh, which is indoors, obviously. It's in Glendale, Arizona which is about a thousand, it's 1,152 feet above sea level to be exact. So it's a, it's a neutral to positive situation where, you know, something like wind won't help or hurt him here. Uh, but the elevation can only help. 
uh, in this prop. So um, I'm factoring in some regression in my Sims. Uh, so I'm not getting quite the 64% uh, hit rate this season. So I, I'm showing this closer to a 60% chance. His first punt will go over 46 and a half yards. Uh, and this will be a fun one to root for because we're just waiting to see where the Chiefs will be, uh, their field position on their first punt. Obviously, we want them, you know, like you said, uh, we don't want them, you know, punting around midfield for this one to hit. Uh, but that's all sorted out when you factor in the entire season sample. So uh, I, I'm liking this one. I think we have a 60% chance to clear it. And I think we, we should have some more uh, punter props by the, uh, you know, by kickoff once we have a better clue on uh, who's punting for the Eagles. So what is that? You're, you're factoring in like, what, like 25% regression and 75%? Like, uh, just, it just, he has been so phenomenal. What's the stabilization rate for punters? I need to know. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would say about 100 punts. 100 punts? Okay. Factoring in. But he, he's been phenomenal this year, like I said. So we can't use that 64% clip. Um, so yeah, about 100. No, yeah, punts, no, just, I was just curious actually, like, cause like that's, being, I haven't projected punters out. I may, I may do it, but, uh, yeah, that that just saves me time. For yeah, that, I, all I'm just to... saying, I, you got you got to trust my process. I'm not just going. Oh, he's oh no, I do. That's why I'm sixty-four percent. Yeah, that's we're on the same page on this. I'm saying he has been. He's almost been too good this year. Sixty-four percent is not a realistic rate for him to keep up, but I think sixty percent is fair. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, you are the foremost authority on punter props, so <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely uh, trust you and everybody out there listening should as well. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, for my second one, I'm going to go Jalen Hurts under 247 and a half passing yards. Uh, he's been under 244 in 12 of 17 games, under 240 in 10 of 17. And I think there's a lot of thought that, okay, if the Eagles are trailing, um, you know, that that increases his number. And and I factored that in, obviously. Like, mm. like I said, I think this is their going to be their lowest spread of the year. And so, like, that's that's factored in here for me is, like, his game, yeah. the game script for them in terms of their pass run splits are probably the highest I haven't projected all year. And yet I'm still go uh, still have around 235 uh, for his passing yards. And if you look at his games this year, uh, the five times that he went over this number, only one of those games did the Eagles win by fewer than 16. So they had they, they had a 35-10 win when he threw for 380 against Tennessee, a 24-8 win when he threw for 340, uh, 24-7 against Minnesota, he threw for 333. Uh, and then 35-13 against Pittsburgh, he threw for uh, 285. The only close game was the Bears game where he threw for 315. So uh, his only loss, he threw for just 175. 
So mm-hmm. there's a chance that, like, if the Eagles are in a trend game script, it's because Hurts is not yeah. throwing the ball well. And unlike a guy like yeah. Mahomes, it's not like the Eagles are just going to go super pass heavy necessarily, um, you know, the minute they get in a little bit of trouble. Like, if anything, and what's interesting about Hurts, too, is that I think Greg Olson, because, you know, he's great and shouldn't be replaced by anybody next year uh, <laughs> as a top Fox <laughs> broadcaster, but, hint, hint, but, uh, I think he mentioned that the Eagles like to generally go pass heavy early in games. So all all of this, this to say that they've already they already may have kind of maxed out their passing, and the Chiefs' defense uh, has only been getting better as the year has progressed, and they're a pretty much league average in DVOA now uh, against the pass. So mm-hmm. uh, this is not you know a uh, a crazy bad matchup or crazy good matchup, I should say. Uh, so I just think because it's the Super Bowl. Uh, and because Jalen Hurts is such a star, you know, he's one of, obviously top one of the top two for MVP. Uh, just a little bit of inflation. And I would actually I, I, I haven't really seen this number move too much. Um, now, this might be the first pod that I actually gave this number out on. But like I said, I I think I just think the market is so much bigger than us for this. Like sometimes on these, you know, when we give out these weird props on like uh, a week 13, they'll move like immediately. But I, I just think there's too much money coming in. Uh, from at all books for for like us to significantly or anyone really yeah. giving out a number to significantly move it. So I would I mean I don't know what you think, but I would suggest as with most unders, probably can wait right because I, oh, I, I yeah. would think these, this is only going up. Uh, even if it even if it maybe goes down initially by a couple yards after you know some people hear the pod maybe they'll bet it anyway. Uh, but I, I would think closer to Sunday, you know people are going to say oh like you know Jalen Hurts two hundred. 30 or 40 something that that doesn't seem too bad hard to queer and uh and, and i think that the number will go up so i wouldn't even be in a rush same same thing with the quez honestly i mean i just think everybody who you want to bet under you mm-hmm. can probably wait because the the majority of bets tend to come in on overs and there's so much uh so much new money coming in for the super bowl yeah no i, I would agree with that if if you like any unders just wait uh it, they're only going to get bet up because super Bowl has the, the most public square action of any game. So like you said, whatever we give out, it, it might change, uh, you know, immediately. And then it'll just go right back to where it was, if not more. So yeah. I would agree with that. But what, where are you projecting his median? Uh, so the median would be about two thirty two and a half. How many, uh, let me backtrack here. How many uh, completions do you have him projected for? That's a better question. I'll give you the averages first. Yeah. And then, uh, so, 20.6 for 31.8 uh, completions and attempts. Yeah. 235 yards, which comes out to 7.4 an attempt, 11.4 a completion. Uh, so the median would be about, it's usually about two to three yards lower for, for quarterbacks. Um, so I, I, I'd i say his median is about two, anywhere from 230 to 232, 233. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing yeah. with, with these passing air props, there's such a wide range of outcomes, especially with a guy like Hertz um so are, are there there might be like alternate markets out there where you can maybe get like plus 200 for under 225 or something like that but there's a lot of options for this and yeah like you said yeah a trailing game script could mean that hurts is struggling yeah uh, i mean I, I would think that would really, and right? <laughs> yeah and like his scramble rate has been a lot lower i i kind of mentioned that with the miles sanders prop but he could scramble more here um if he's struggling passing maybe he'll scramble more because of that he had that uh white aj brown was wide open and he sailed it over his head so he has been struggling as a passer uh the past couple of games so yeah I, I like it i i have his median right around 240 but with just such a wide range of outcomes i'm staying away 
Um, but you know, I mean, you're still under. That's still you're under by a whole like yeah. yard attempt. Yeah. So that's still that's still pretty good. I mean, and, and like quarterback you, prop. Yeah, and like you said, I'm factoring in the the rare close game script. Yeah. Uh, for the Eagles, so his you know his passing projection is way higher than it would be normally. Um, so there's I guess we're saying there's a lot more downside than upside than people realize. So yeah, I would agree the market's probably you know inflated now, but it's only going to be more inflated by the time we get to kickoff. And an interesting thing uh, that I, I was actually kind of surprised, but so like I, you know, when I'm doing my like defensive adjustments, I, you know, I, I schedule adjust them too. So like I'm, I'm factoring in all of the offenses that each defense played before I factor in any defensive adjustments, like based on the chiefs for, for Jalen Hurts's passing numbers, but the chiefs I'm actually showing that they're, they, you know, against a league average quarterback, they would take off about, uh, about 0.2 yards in attempt and about 0.4 yards of completion. So like the chiefs defense has actually been a little bit better <laughs> than I think people think. That's what I was kind of alluding to. And that's why yeah. they're uh, jumping up in, in the, um, you know, in, in the DVOA ratings as well. But I mean, you know, even something like, you know, look at last week. I mean, I think, you know, people just looked at Joe Burrow, say hey, Joe Burrow against the chiefs. This guy threw 41 times, only 270 yeah. yards, you know? And I mean, that's not even, you know, the sacks were the sacks, but even when he wasn't sacked and he had, you know, he had, he still had Jamar Chase. T Higgins made an incredible catch. Uh, Hayden Hurst made a crazy clutch catch and like still only got to 270. Uh, and, and, you know, Burrow's a guy who, you know, he's usually at, you know, 280 plus at least. So, and, and, and on, you know, less attempts than that. So uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs defense is coming on strong. And uh, and uh, Spagnuolo's really good at yeah. uh, disguising coverages. And last week uh, against the Niners, Hurts was really struggling uh, when, when they were disguising coverages. It didn't matter ultimately because the Niners didn't have a freaking quarterback in the second half. But that could have been a story, you know, if, if it was a closer game. So um, similar style defense where they are going to be disguising coverages and maybe frustrating Hurts. So, yeah, he, his struggles could continue uh against chiefs all right well we're going with your third and final prop so i got a little bit of a random one but uh, i found some value on this so i want to lock it in early but it's um will both teams make a 33 or longer field goal uh, i'm going with no at minus 110 um so it's even more likely if you use both teams actual game logs uh this this season uh harrison bucker has made a 33-plus yarder in seven of 15 games, so that's a 47% rate. Uh, while Jake Elliott, Elliott has only made a 33-plus yarder in six of 18 games, so a 33% rate. So closer to a 64% chance of no hitting if you just take the raw data from this season. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the Eagles passing up field goals at the highest rate this season. Um, and have to imagine they're going to be even more aggressive against the Chiefs. You know, they're going to want to really – uh, run up the score. So that that's certainly in favor of this prop. Uh, but based on all my Sims, that's going to, you know, smooth things out a bit. There's about a 64% chance um, either KC or Philly doesn't make a field goal at all in this game. Uh, so that, that would be an automatic winner, of course, and around an 8% chance both teams make a field goal, but you know, one of the teams doesn't make one that's longer than 33 yards. So it comes out to about a 42% chance, um, you know, both teams make a 33 yard field goal or more. So that's, a 58% chance, no hits. Um, but again, if you use just the raw data for the season, it would be closer to 64% chance. Um, so maybe I'm being a little bit conservative, but, um, you know, not something you'd bet the mortgage on necessarily, but, you know, this is uh, shown some nice value here. So uh, I'll take it uh, at minus 110. And I, I bet this probably down to about minus 130 or so. 
Um, but this is just a fun one that I'll bet. And it's not going to really influence how I bet the rest of the game, which is, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, both teams are probably going to want to be aggressive if they get that yeah. close. Like that's, that's kind of the thing. So, I mean, the biggest, the biggest risk is if like one team makes one early, then the other team is like driving for the win weight and they get like close. Yeah. But yeah, besides that, I think, you know, 33 yard field goal or just because like, the Eagles are probably going to say, all right, Patrick Mahomes is on the other side. And so like, we can't just settle for 33 yard field goals. And then yeah. the chiefs, you know, they, Mahomes never wants to settle for a field right, goal. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I'll close it up with, uh, I'll give people a fun one since I know people are going to want to bet an anytime touchdown. Uh, this is just like a model breaker to me. Like uh, Travis Kelsey plus uh, minus 125 anytime touchdown. Like usually I wouldn't bet an anytime touchdown prop. And, and I think, you know, on a normal game, this would probably be a little bit inflated, but two things uh, working in Kelsey's favor here. Well, really three things. One is the ob- just the matchup. Like obviously it's going to be tough to throw outside and, 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 and get, you know, a ton of action from your receivers at Slay and Bradbury on the outside. But you look at, the two, the narrative, obviously, Kelsey versus his brother. I'm sure that he's going to want to get in the end zone and and they'll probably try as hard as they can to. But uh, just in the postseason, it just always manages to happen for him. He's scored a touchdown in each of his past five postseason games. And he scored a touchdown in 11 of his past 14 postseason games, including 10 of 13 with Mahomes. So he, he's just kind of – it gets to the, the playoffs and – you know, it's, he's just a different animal that you can't really model almost. Like, you can't factor in, <laughs> like, oh, his, you know, week eight data when it comes to the postseason. So, uh, I think he has uh, – I think there's probably closer to, like, a two and three chance uh, here that he gets in the in the, in the the end zone. And the books, you know, just because, like I said, I think the true odds probably be closer to even money in a normal game. But in, in a game like this, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm totally fine with minus 125 when you're talking about a guy that's – that's hit this in 82% of his last, you know, of the last six years in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, totally. And last week, uh, you know, he was barely able to suit up. We were getting those reports. He's like a, like a legit game time decision. Right. Sure. Yeah, like, sure. He was hey, going to miss the AFC championship. Yeah. Back yeah. spasms are no joke. If, if you get one, you literally can't move. Um, and he still finished with seven catches, 78 yards and a touchdown. So yeah, that that's probably his floor. Um, so yeah, like you said, I, my fair price is around, you know, even money, but yeah, it's not factoring in the biggest game of the season where, you know, Mahomes is probably going to force feed it to Kelsey, especially and in the red zone. Another thing working in his favor is he, he scored the first touchdown this year in eight of the 19 Chiefs games. So, like, it's – you're usually – like, the whatever happens when the, if the game goes whatever the way it goes, like, usually he's going to be the first guy to score. Like, so it's, yeah. you know, he has, like, that kind of added uh, – that added upside or floor, I guess you could say – of like, you know, whatever happens later in the game, game script wise, a lot of times he'll have already scored. So as long as yeah, you, you like look at 31, nine, like blow out again. Yeah. I mean, would you, would you consider, you know, first touchdown score or they have like um, anytime touchdown score first half where you can get them like, you know, plus 300. Um, yeah. I know I mean, it's a little markets. bit more subjective. Yeah. All all markets. Markets. I mean, even, I mean, even obviously the two plus touchdowns, you know, yeah. are, are in play as well. It's just, but yeah, he's been he's just been a different animal in the postseason. Uh, something you can't really ignore. Well, but. like I say, when it comes to Super Bowl, those two plus touchdown markets. Um, if you're going that route anyway, you might want to consider uh, Super Bowl MVP because you can yeah. usually get better value there. And when a pass catcher is catching two plus touchdowns, they're more likely to win MVP. Uh, you know, I'm having flashbacks of T. Higgins last year, but I you know, know a situation I like know. that. 
uh, could be a winner. So um, sometimes you get better odds if you just take him uh, MVP. But either way, uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey's probably having a good game. All right, so that uh, that's going to wrap it up for our super early Super Bowl NFL player prop picks uh, episode presented by FanDuel to recap. Uh, Sean is going with Miles Sanders to lead the game in rushing yards at plus 175. Tommy Townsend, first punt over 46 and a half. Uh, and both teams not to make a field goal of 33 plus yards. Uh, and I'm going with Quez Watkins under one and a half receptions. Jalen Hurts under 247 and a half passing yards. And Travis Kelsey minus 125 anytime. Touchdown, as a quick reminder, a subscription to Action Pro is how you get the most out of the action happening right now. It is being offered at 40% off. This is only being offered through the NFL playoffs, so time is running out. If you don't already have Pro now, is the best time to subscribe and unlock all the best features in the Action app. Uh, that's it for us. You can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. You can find me at Chris Raybon. And you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Be sure to check out actionnetwork.com uh, for all of our betting content and fantasylabs.com for our DFS tools and models. And uh, we'll have our full proper Palooza episode out next week, uh, as well as the uh, betting preview episode with Stucky. Uh, that'll be out Monday. So uh, look out for those episodes. Uh, and until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.